listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Let's get you into middle school, shall we? So we have Lori. Lori, where are you from? I'm All right. So uh, we mentioned yesterday when I just I, I played Foghat. I was talking about how that's such a 70s song and I'm really more of a child of the 80s. So I thought I would go with what I know for today. We're going to do an 80s based middle school. Three questions. Okay, get two okay. out of three correct and you graduate. And up for grabs is a pair of tickets to check out ZZ Top over at the pool at Talking Stick Resort. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Question number one. When the New York Islanders had their run of four straight Stanley Cup championships, who was their star player? Was it Mark Messier, Mike Bossy, or Bobby Orr? Oh, boy. Um, I'm so this was during the 80s? Mm-hmm. Um, can you repeat the choices? Mark Messier, Mike Bossy, or Bobby Orr? I'll just say Bobby Orr. No, Bobby Orr was the 70s. Mike Bossy was the guy. He was the big star for the Islanders back then. But that's okay. You still have two more questions. Question number two. It is National Punctuation Day. All right? So which of these actors played a disillusioned young writer in Bright Lights, comma, Big City? Question mark. Is it Michael J. Fox, Tom Cruise, or Christian Slater? Uh, Bright Lights, Big City. Um... I would say probably Christian Slater. No, unfortunately, it's Michael J. Fox. But we have one more question. We'll make it a remedial middle school today. Today would would have been the birthday of the late Phil Hartman. Super underappreciated, fantastically funny. What classic singer did he do a great impression of on Saturday Night Live? Was it Bing Crosby, Tony Bennett, or Frank Sinatra? Oh, boy. Bill Hartman. Okay. It wasn't Bing Crosby. What were the two other choices? Tony Bennett or Frank Sinatra? I say Frank Sinatra. You're absolutely right. It is Frank Sinatra. That was deductive reasoning right there. So congratulations. Even though you failed in middle school, we're still going to give you tickets to go see ZZ Top because who needs an education anyway? (laughs) Hang on the line. We'll take all your information. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll get into the Rolling Stone top 500 songs of all time a little later on and go down several different top 10 lists. And Guido, if you want to put one together, uh, good luck with that. This would be a, a nice, no, no, don't shake your head no. I mean, this is radio. You got to either say yes or no. No. All right, cool. Insubordination. <laughs> it's smart. It's a smart idea. Most difficult thing I've ever done. If you don't think this job is difficult to do, ask somebody that does this for a living to pick the 10 greatest songs, not just classic rock songs, 10 greatest songs ever written. I guarantee you it's impossible. Kansas is Valley's classic rock station, 100.7 KSLX with Dust in the Wind, a song so undeserving of recognition, according to Rolling Stone. It's not on their top. I don't think it's on their top 500 of the greatest songs of all time, even though it's Arguably one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, it apparently needed to be dropped to make room for Drake's Hold On, We're Going Home at position number 129, which, by the way, is uh, significantly higher than other songs that are that are pretty good, like All the Young Dudes from Mott the Hoople and Mr. Tambourine Man from Bob Dylan and uh, What a Wonderful World and In the Still of the Night. I mean, it doesn't make the top ten. It's nowhere near as egregious as the eighth greatest song ever written, which is, of course... Get Your Freak On from 
Missy Elliott. That's the eighth greatest song of all time, according to Rolling Stone. Which is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, we're digging into this, trying to determine what is the actual greatest song of all time or the top ten greatest songs of all time. Here's one that doesn't really get uh, get mentioned, and it probably should. That's Everyday People from Sly and the Family Stone. That song is at position number 109. I'm willing to take to accept that as one of the 100 greatest songs ever written. And it's absolutely important because it's one of those bands, if you don't get Sly and the Family Stone, you don't get Prince and the, and the, and the Revolution or Prince and the New Power Generation or Prince and the Wendy and Lisa and whomever else he has in his band because Sly Stone was a pivotal artist back in the 60s and early 70s who who connected a lot of these bands you know uh, you had you had James Brown and and Little Richard at the beginning then Sly Stone sort of there in the middle doing their thing and then you get funk bands in the 70s i actually have a sly stone song on my top 10 of all time it's going to be coming up a little bit later on this morning but this is a ridiculous weird list to go through and we will go through it. Mark actually presented his top 10 as well, and uh, we have some top 10s coming in from some listeners this morning. So we'll visit a bunch of those. And just understand that I'd like to apologize to Benny King's Stand By Me, Journeys Don't Stop Believing," and The Beatles' She Loves You for not being able to score as high as X-Ray Specs. Oh, bondage, up yours. Sorry, guys. Maybe better luck next time. There you go. Live Tesla right there with their cover of the five-man acoustical band uh, Signs. I think big thing that they did uh, in the 90s. In fact, Tesla are responsible for sort of the unplugged craze. It was when they did that song that kicked off all those things on MTV Unplugged becoming very, very important. And, and that should pretty much make them a notable addition to any rock history story. They're back out on the road after uh, dealing with some COVID issues. Uh, Frank Hannon, their guitar player, had tested positive as well as a, a member of their road crew. But they've now healed up and they're ready to go out and do their own thing as uh, we continue on. It's a Friday with Mark and Neanderthal. No Mark. Uh, he's off until Monday. Uh, dealing with the loss of his dad. So uh, thank you again for all the well wishes that have come in. Uh, one of the things we were talking about before he had to leave was this Rolling Stones, uh, Rolling Stone, excuse me, list of the top 500 songs ever written. They did it a couple of years ago and put out an, a, an updated list. And when you see things like Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On above every song that the Beatles ever recorded except for Strawberry Fields Forever, you start to question the legitimacy of it. So we asked you to come up with your top 10 list, and Anna get, uh, mailed hers in to Neanderthal at KSLX.com. Number 10 was Cashmere by Led Zeppelin, and she put a little moment, like a little thought behind her thoughts. Uh, number 10, Led Zeppelin has got to be mentioned, and I love this song for the way it blends different styles of music when not many rock bands did, plus it's Led Zeppelin. I agree. Uh, number 10, uh, nine, her number 9 is a song that I think might be one of the greatest songs of all time should be higher on on the Rolling Stone list for sure and it's number nine for Anna it's this Georgia hell yeah Georgia that's a tough song to, to criticize 
Ray Charles, Georgia, on my mind at number nine. Of course, it's a beautiful song. Number eight was Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. She says, if you're in my car or any car, and you're banging your head and singing this song, right? And it's played so often on many radio stations. I got to love it. Got to mention Queen because of their lovable audience involvement. And they do. I mean, Radio Gaga, you go to a live Queen show, it's almost a religious experience. Uh, number seven was Nutbush City Limits. It's a Bob Seger thing. She's from Detroit, so she has to mention Bob Seger. It's a it's part of the law. Uh, the Beatles' Help is at number six. A song by Beatle influences the world. Of course it does. Uh, it's not as good as Missy Elliott's uh, <laughs> Get Your Freak On, according to Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, and number five. Sure. This is, you know, when we were talking about how to do this, your top ten songs of all time. Guido, I, I think I mentioned this to you earlier this morning. Yeah. I thought to myself, okay, if I'm going to do ten great songs, I'm going to take the most influential or the greatest song from every genre of music. Like for me, if it's the greatest country song, might be Your Cheatin' Heart. Is that Hank Williams? I think it's Hank yeah. Williams. Yeah. All right? That's everything that encompasses country music. But when you think of hip-hop, rap, that sort of music, if there's another greater song than this one, I've never heard it. You think you rock. Is it one, two, three, four? Tell me one, two, my, what are you waiting for? Is it a hip we all know this song, and I don't know anybody that doesn't like this song, and that sits in uh, for Anna's top five. That, According to Anna, that's the fifth greatest song ever written. Number four, School's Out from Alice Cooper. Duh. Part one, Acknowledgement from John Coltrane. Very obscure. Most people don't know what that song is. Walk This Way from Aerosmith and Run DMC. Again, there's another, maybe the first hip-hop song, the way hip-hop is is constructed today, and obviously it was done uh, in 1975 by Aerosmith, long before uh, DJ Cool Herc and all those guys were doing their thing in Brooklyn. But, you know, Run DMC and Aerosmith got together and made that amazing thing. And then Amazing Grace is her number one song, and I get that. Totally understand why Amazing Grace would be somebody's number one song, because it's one of those songs, just like I was saying with Rapper's Delight, that is unassailable. So there's Anna's top ten. We'll have another one coming up a little bit later on. We have Mark's top ten, my top ten, as we try to determine one of the 10 greatest songs ever written. It's impossible to do. This is the portion of the day where we expose stupidity, a stupidity at a level that is deserving of a title, the title being the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Guido, we're going to Florida, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, you have a, did you buy your car new or used? Uh, I bought it used. All right, all right. So I you bought know, it from a dealership, but I bought it used. All right, so dealerships right now are paying exorbitant prices for used cars. The used yes. car trade-in market is as good as it gets. You know, you I talk about... I in on that. Did yeah. you really? Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm getting all kinds of stuff from the Earnhardt folks saying, hey, man, do you want to flip your truck for a brand new 2021 or 2022 truck? Yeah. You know, and, and I think to myself, well, I'm not upside down on my truck. I could probably get more than what I owe on it on trade-in. Yeah. Which is why I went down in Florida, in Lake City, Florida, when this guy rolled in with his kick-ass car, they immediately said, oh, yeah, this is a valuable vehicle. And they immediately checked the VIN number because that's what you have to do. They check the yeah. VIN number so that they can car fax it and make, make sure that there's been no accidents sure. or anything like that. And then they assess the proper value to it. Unfortunately, this particular Chrysler Dodge Jeep dealership looked at the car and the employees were astounded. They were like, this is in great condition. It looks brand new. Looks like you only bought it a couple days ago. And then they ran the VIN number, and as it turns out... It rolled right off the lot. It rolled right off the lot 72 <laughs> hours earlier. Of course, it was no. stolen. <laughs> really? Yes, the man admitted to stealing the vehicle. 
And, of course, the theft was crimed on the dealership's camera system because, you know, there are cameras at car dealers. You don't say. Yeah, yeah. But he thought to himself, well, you know, why not trade in the car that I just stole from the Chrysler Dodge Jeep dealership? I bet they need one of these. They're probably one short in inventory. And so this unnamed Florida man will be named the Mark and Anderpaul dumbass of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. Thank you very much. And of course, your dumbass of the day is brought to us by Ride Now Power Sports. Check them out at ridenow.com. Every time I hear a song that we're playing this morning, I think to myself, well, is that one of the 10 greatest songs ever written? And 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 I think Who's Next could be considered one of the greatest rock albums of all time and certainly one of the 10 greatest albums of all time. But, you know, who knows? I'm no expert. I'm no, I don't work for Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone magazine put out a list of the top 500 songs ever recorded. And it's the Mark and Andrew Paul radio program without Mark here. So I've been focusing on this because uh, it's tough to be funny without Mark here to be funny with. No offense, Guido. I mean, you're, you've been getting off some, some you know, home run lines today, but... None taken. No, you know, so I'm going to give you a laugh right now. Here's what Rolling Stone magazine consens- considers from 10 to 1, the greatest songs ever recorded. All right. Number 10, Outcasts, Hey Ya. Number nine, Fleetwood Mac's Dreams. Number eight, Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On, and I'm not going to play it by multiple requests. Uh, Strawberry Fields Forever by the Beatles is the greatest Beatles song ever written, according to Rolling Stone magazine. Strawberry Fields Forever. I love the song. Is it the greatest Beatles song of all time? I can imagine seeing any number of the Beatles songs being in the top ten, but not that one. I I would think there are better ones. Uh, What's going on from Marvin Gaye? I don't know that I can argue with that. That's one of the greatest songs of all time. Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana is a greater song, according to Rolling Stone magazine, than Purple Rain, Bohemian Rhapsody, John Lennon's Imagine, David Bowie's Heroes, The Beatles' A Day in the Life, Born to Run from Springsteen, and 500 other songs. Uh, Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone. I can see that being in the top ten. I, I, I get that one. Sam Cooke's A Change is Gonna Come. Great song. I don't know that it's one of the ten greatest songs ever written. Public Enemies Fight the Power. You would be hard-pressed to find a bigger fan of Public Enemy than yours truly, but it's not the second greatest song ever written. And according to Rolling Stone magazine, the greatest song ever written, R-E-S-P-E-C-T by Aretha. Uh, I can see that being in a top 20, but I don't know that that's the greatest song ever written. We asked a bunch of Mark and Interpol listeners to submit theirs. Lloyd sends his in, and it's from 10 to 1. Time in a Bottle from Jim Croce, great song. Imagine by John Lennon, I get that. Let It Rain by Eric Clapton, top 10 greatest song of all time? Maybe. According to Lloyd, that's okay. Someday We'll Be Together by Diana Ross and the Supremes, a great song. One of those ones that nobody would have ever thought of if he didn't mention it. Uh, In My Life by the Beatles, Heart of Gold from Neil Young. The Rover from Led Zeppelin. The Rover is Lloyd's fourth greatest song ever written. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That's that's not Stairway to Heaven. That's not Cashmere. That's not Whole Lot of Love. That's not one of the ones that we, we normally would think as being one of the greatest songs of all time. What is Life from George Harrison? Another strange uh, uh, entry. But, again, music is subjective, and that's what Lloyd believes is the – Third greatest song of all time. Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. I don't get this one. I don't want to be the guy to, to, to be disagreeable. But that is a complete Rolling Stones, uh, Rolling Stone magazine name drop thing. The Hallelujah song is cool. I don't know that if it's the second greatest song, but I'm not going to argue with Lloyd. That's what his list is. And his greatest song of all time is Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers, which I 
Don't know that I can argue with. Yeah, I can't argue with that one. That's a, that's a great – that makes sense. At least that's a legitimate suggestion as being the greatest song of all time. You say that the, uh, the Hallelujah from Leonard Cohen is is one of the Rolling Stones picks. Do you know where that fell? No. Number 74. See, that's the funny thing about it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hipster doofuses can't even, can't even agree. It's year. possible. Well, the song yeah. is, you know, not as good as it used to be, I guess. Who knows? Scorpions are on this list as well, um, which is shocking to me. Good for them. <laughs> Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here, obviously an ode to the departed Sid Barrett who had left the band because he was insane. And I think when music is written from the heart and, and is emotional, I mean, that's one of the things that makes compiling a list of the 500 greatest songs ever recorded so difficult to do because one man's trash is another man's treasure. You've heard that before, right? It's Mark and Neanderthal. Neanderthal sitting in by myself this morning. Mark's still off until Monday uh, dealing with the death of his father. And again, thank you for all the well wishes and condolences that have been expressed over the phones. And of course, if you want to email Mark, it's Mark at KSLX.com. So Guido, um, was that song yeah. anywhere on the top 500 there? Wish you were here from Pink Floyd. Uh, it was. Where it, is it? It was at 302. That's the 302nd best song ever written, huh? According yes. to according to uh, Rolling Stone magazine? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Pink Floyd appears one other time in the 500 list. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Comfortably numb is at mm-hmm. 179. Yeah, it's unfortunately that Missy Elliott's Work It is better than both of those songs. I'm not sure I knew that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Daddy Yankee's Gasolina is also the 50 greatest, <laughs> 50th greatest song ever written. Now, here's the thing. That's a great song. <laughs> is it? It's a great song. Is it the 50 greatest song? <laughs> is it better than Good I, Vibrations from the Beach Boys? Is, I, is it, yeah, I, is, I don't know if I can say that. I but. mean, I mean, and I and you know I'm a fan of hip-hop music. Is it better than the message from Grandmaster Flash? I, I, I would find no, that hard to believe. I mean, is it no. better than Blitzkrieg Bop from the Ramones? I don't believe Probably it not. is. Yeah. yeah. And you see, here's the thing, and I don't want to big-time you, but I'm going to big-time you. Uh, I'm a voracious music fan, all right? And, and and I would like to think I'm a professional, considering I've been doing this for 35 years. I think the combined experience on this show between me and Mark is close to 100 years, all right, of doing this. And when I see MIA's Paper Planes and I say to myself, I don't know what that song is. 
Oh, you know what that song is. I do? You don't know that you know it. It's in, like, tons of movies and commercials. It's just, it's not that great. It it might be just outside the top 500. Are you sure? Because according to Rolling Stone, it's the 46th greatest song of all time. Yeah, I I disagree there. You're sure? It's a great song. Again, don't, don't get me wrong. Shouldn't it's I know it not, if, if it's the if it's the forty sixth greatest song ever recorded? Shouldn't I know it by name? I think again. I think most people would know it, um, just not by name. Okay, it's, it's one of those. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and that's the thing. As I start to think to myself, I, I, I feel like I'm Walt Kowalski, and I'm having a get off my lawn moment when I don't know certain oh, songs. Yeah, you know, and when I see when I see something like the Notorious B.I.G.'s Juicy. In front of Little Richard's Tutti Fruity or James Brown's Papa's Got a Brand New Bag or Jimi Hendrix's All on the Watchtower or Bob Marley's Redemption Song, I say to myself, how did the Temptations' My Girl end up at 43 and Lord's Royals end up at 30? Royals is a better song than My Girl uh, from the Temptations? You know. Are you sure? Sabotage from the Beastie Boys is also number 245, so right. I, I don't know how that works. Okay. Uh, but yeah. All right. What, so, what sort of metric were they using? They well, asked a bunch of people. They asked a bunch and, of people, a, a veritable who's that of music right, experts. Right, yeah. And everybody's suggestions are subjective, but I think it's ridiculous when you ignore the obvious, and in fact... We have some obvious inclusions in both Mark and my top 10 recorded songs of all time. They may not be what you think they are. They, you may not agree, but I think you, you. I think number one is universal. I think even you, Guido, would agree with. That's where Mark and I actually agree. We both agree on the greatest, which, is, by the way, you never. I don't, think, I don't think all three of us can agree on that. Maybe. <laughs> Let, let's see. That's a tall order. I don't know. Well, two out of the three of us do, and we did it without any previous consultation. Like, Mark, unaided thinks that his number one is the greatest rock uh, greatest song of all time and I and I believe the same thing did you guys create a blind list like independent of each other yeah really yeah we never talked about any of it wow yeah there you go there's a song that's not on the Rolling Stone top 500 songs ever written ever recorded even though it's on at, at every sporting event. Um, and any time it comes on at a club or a party, everybody jumps up and down and bounces around. My Sharona from the Knack, not deserving of being in the 500 greatest songs ever written, which I think is is ridiculous. And that's what we've been talking about with the Rolling Stone thing. It's Mark and Andrew Paul. No Mark today. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, thank you again for the well wishes and, uh, and words of condolences on the passing of his father. If you'd like to share those, you can email them to mark at kslx.com. So... Um, we actually put together our own ten, top 10 list of songs ever recorded. And here's the thing. Um, we agree, Mark and I agree, on two songs in our top 10 each. I'm not going to tell you what they are until we get there. All right? The only thing that we did is we both ranked the same song at number one. And I'm not going to tell you what that song is. So Mark's in no order, no particular order, and this actually turns out to be good. This song here, Booker T and the MGs, Green Onions, is one of Mark's 10 greatest songs ever written. Johnny Be Good, also one of Mark's 10 greatest songs ever written. Classical Gas, we talked about that a couple days ago. That's that uh, acoustic guitar classical song that you know when you hear it. Bohemian Rhapsody, Stairway to Heaven, Won't Get Fooled Again, all... 
the greatest classic rock songs of all time, but in Mark's opinion, the greatest songs ever written. Some of them. When a Man Loves a Woman. Hell yeah. What a great song. Born to Run from Springsteen. The Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. And of course, I forget what Mark calls that. You can't always get a pinata or something like that. It's sort of a weird, a weird misheard lyric that he likes to joke about. And the Beatles yesterday. So that's Mark's top 10. I'm not going to tell you which one he ranked at number one until I get to my number one, which, uh, you know, I'm going to go. I, I can't possibly go to the point where I think I know which order they should be in except for number one. Here's one of my top 10s that's also on Mark's top 10. Yesterday. I think the to argue against. All my troubles seem so far. This song as being one of the greatest songs ever written is foolish. I think that Rolling Stone's uh, exclusion of that song uh, in exchange for Strawberry Fields Forever is ridiculous. And of course, it doesn't sit there above Outkast or Missy Elliott. Here's another one I think is. Here we go. There. Where does this one show up, Guido, on the top twenty, uh, top five hundred? Um, that's that's a good question. I don't even see it. This song is in one of the five hundred greatest songs ever written. I'm gonna have to double check on that. That's ridiculous. Godfather of Soul, James Brown. Without James Brown, we don't get mo- we don't get Outkast or Missy Elliott. Without James Brown, here's another one. Uh, it's a blues song that was originally done by a guy named Big Joe Williams in 1935. Everybody and their brother has covered it. It is one of the greatest songs ever written. That has been a blues standard for the better part. Almost a hundred years, people love it. All right, here's another one. Uh, second, my second inclusion from the Beatles. Here, when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, mm-hmm. speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Where does "Let It Be" show up on the uh, on the top five hundred for me, Guido? Can you tell me? Oh, uh, that is number one twenty one. That's the hundred and twenty first greatest song ever written, according to Rolling Stone. Yeah. Okay. And, and way behind Strawberry Fields, by the way. Yes. Where's this show up? It's in my top ten. I think this is the most important funk song ever written. Where is this? Is this on the list? I, I don't even see it. No, you don't see it there. All right, there you go. That's not a very important song. Uh, and a lot of them are very, you know, a lot of the songs that I picked are, are fairly old um, because... Great songwriting, you know, happened. A lot of that happened. It was the first time you heard it, and they laid the foundation for it. But then in 1987, I referenced this album a little bit earlier this morning. How about how about this one? This is one of those, it's called B.A.D. or Bad from... Uh, from you two, it's not on that list. Don't even bother looking yeah. for it. It's not there. It's, but for me, it's one of the ten greatest songs ever written. Right there, a total of three U two songs. Right, of course. This. Is this on there? I think this is one of the greatest songs ever written. 
it, it brings a tear to my eye. It literally brings emotion. It's there's, phenomenal. There's one Peter Gabriel song, but that that's not it. This isn't it. No. Right, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where does this show up on the list? Lean on me when you're not strong. It's there somewhere, but I bet it's not where it belongs. So, yeah. That's that's number 236. That is on the list. Really? Number 236. Lean On Me is the 236th greatest song ever written according to Rolling Stone. It's one of my top tens of all time. And this, to me, may be the most romantic song I've ever heard in my life and is one of my ten, to me, one of the ten greatest songs ever written. You don't even know who the band is, but you know the song. Everyone knows this. My love must be a kind of blind love. This is I can't see anyone but you. Romance personified right here. The Flamingos is the name of the band. All right, so we're down to uh, my number one. My number one is exactly what Mark's number one is. What would your number one be? What do you think is the greatest song ever written? I th- That's impossible. I, I have no... I, I don't even have an entry. You're wrong. That's... <laughs> This is the greatest song ever written. Ever written. This this invented rock and roll. This song. There was rock and roll. Rocket 88 was before this. Maybe rock around the clock, all this stuff. This is the greatest song ever written. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans. Way back up in the woods among the evergreens. This song, without the existence of this song, this radio station doesn't exist. KUPD doesn't exist. Alt-AZ doesn't exist. KEZ doesn't exist. No radio station in America exists if Chuck Berry doesn't write this song. It is the greatest song of all time. You could argue it, but you'd be wrong. And Rolling Stone has it listed where? you know? I, I don't even know. It's not on the list? I don't see it. No, no, no. It's got to be on the list. It's got to be. Okay, uh, well, we're running a, a little bit late, so let's get the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge up and running. And so we have Sebastian who wants to take on Guido in the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Guido, you're going to have to take me out of queue because I'm going to ask Sebastian the same five questions I would have asked you, and whoever gets more correct will graduate from the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Are you ready, Sebastian? Yes, sir. Okay. Question number one. Who told us about a red house over yonder? Oh, man. Um... All right, we'll go to question number two. I don't know. Yeah, we'll go number two. What songwriting team is known as the Glimmer Twins? Um... <laughs> I think this is wrong, but Dan Halen. <laughs> Question number three, who are the Toxic Twins? Oh, man, you're, you're killing me today. Um, I, I do not know. Question number four, who is Robert Zimmerman? Famous producer? Question number five, who wants to be your sledgehammer? Peter Gabriel. 
All right, all right. So you got one. Yeah. You got one out of five. Guido, give me a line check. Line check. Check, check. Line check. All right, I got you. You ready, Guido? I am. Question number one. Who told us about a red house over yonder? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's zero to yeah. zero. Question number two. What songwriting team is known as the Glimmer Twins? Uh, that's um, Mick Jagger and uh, Keith Richards. It's one to one. <laughs> Question number three: Who are the Toxic Twins? I I don't know. Yeah. Question number four: Who is Robert Zimmerman? Uh, that is Bob Dylan. So Guido has already won this thing, but I want him to embarrass you even further. Guido, question number five, who wants to be your sledgehammer? Peter Gabriel. Yeah. In a three-to-one victory, Sebastian, Guido has defeated you. So no, you know what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, my name is Sebastian, and I have to college rock and roll knowledge today. Thanks for playing along, man. Have a great weekend. All right, thank you, Jeff. There you go. Guido, you are, uh, you've held the mantle nicely for Mark. Thank you. Just to give you the answers, uh, Jimi Hendrix told us about the Red House over yonder. Yeah. Uh, the Glimmer Twins are Keith, Keith Richards and uh, Mick Jagger. The Toxic Twins are Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. Bob Dylan is Robert Zimmerman. And uh, Peter Gabriel wants to be your sledgehammer. So... There you go. My sledgehammer anytime. Yeah. Oh, really? Peter Gabriel. <laughs> so here we are with uh, some poison now, and you are late for work. We'll do the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge again on Monday when Mark returns from bereavement leave. Again, thank you for all the kind emails and words of condolences on the loss of his father. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. Huh? 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, shoes here. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to.